just underscore what uh, you know the, the um, um, announcement David was making, Pastor David was making about the uh, the school, the RI. What a wonderful thing in Rockhampton that um, the seed of the word of God is going out and changing people's lives. It's incredibly powerful when. Um, when the seed goes out. So if you can help at all and uh, get involved in that, I just encourage you to step out and do it. And uh, part of what um, I'm sharing today is a bit of a, a, a testimony too of, of, uh, of a time when God um, helped me uh, to pastor a church through the river of God for quite a number of years, over five years. And one of the things that um, was activated through that time was ministry into schools. And uh, we're reaching stacks of, um, of children every week, maybe seven, eight hundred kids uh, every week through uh, Sunday school programs and, and uh, uh, school programs, uh, lunchtime programs, where we were getting classroom filled, filled, filled with, uh, with uh, children. And uh, we probably reached about 90% of the primary school children in Bundaberg uh, over a, a five year period, getting the seed of the gospel in there which is springing up and, and, and doing who could even count uh, what it could be doing. Now, like a friend of mine whose um, church has gone through a lot of, uh, a lot of um, criticism and a lot of stuff uh, recently, he, he said these words, he said, they tried to bury us but they forgot we're seeds. <clears throat> and uh, I was thinking about that with all the seed that is going into the to the, uh, the young lives in the city of Rockhampton here through the RI and it's not only uh, washing over the children but it's going into their homes and uh, this was our testimony there when we were reaching so many uh, children outside of the church um, the word of God that was being shared with them and the relationship of the Lord that they were entering into and finding Jesus was going back into their homes and affecting their homes and there was you know, testimonies, dozens of testimonies of things happening where, where husbands and wives got back together and all sorts of wonderful things happened. So um, this is us. This is the church. Here we are, an army of God and uh, a great army. Tell someone beside you today, you're a great person. You're a great person. You have great potential. <coughs> you really do. If we could just see... and the, no mind has conceived what God has planned for those who love him. And I'm aware today that we are, um, the camera's on? We, we broadcasting? Yes, I thought we were. I didn't see anybody up there. But just to those that are watching online, and uh, I know there's a lot of, some people away, and um, <laughs> got me in my sides, good man. Um, there, hello to you too, if you're watching this today or sometime in the future. God bless you. We're really including you in this. And uh, as we pray this morning, wonderful Holy Spirit, we pray that you'd break open your word to us, that you'd touch all of our lives today. Those that are watching online, Lord, everyone here, Lord, in this great city of Rockhampton as well, let the seed of the gospel be planted and let it grow up and bring wonderful things in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Psalm 46 um, simply says, there is a river, <laughs> there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the children of God. 
And uh, there is a river that's flowing. It's just as, as simple as that. And we could probably need go no further this morning than uh, look at the words of Jesus in John chapter 7. And uh, it contains uh, all, the, uh, all the ingredients, the touchstones uh, that we really need. Where's my, uh, um, yeah, next one. Here we go. John 7, 38. He that believeth in me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Uh, and it's like that sometimes. It's, it's just like a tap that starts to trickle. But flick up the next slide. This is what we want. <laughs> we just don't want a few drips. We want to, we want to flow. And uh, that's, what's, that's what God is into. And uh, Jesus spoke these words. And he stood up and he spoke these words in John 7 uh, at, the, at the, the Feast of the Tabernacle. And... Um, and uh, if you read the, uh, the, the verses in John 7, it, it says there um, uh, that on that great day of the feast, on that last day of the feast, just flick over to the next slide. Here we go. Uh, he said, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And this spoke he of the spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given. Jesus was not yet uh, glorified. And uh, on this, this day of the feast, of the Feast of Tabernacles, Jesus stood up and, and he cried out aloud. And, and he, sa he said these words and spoke these words. If anyone comes to me, out of his belly shall flow rivers, rivers of living water. And he was specific. This is about the Holy Ghost. And uh, um, at that particular feast on that particular day they'd been they'd been the a great assembly for for seven days and on this eighth day this great day uh, they came and they're offering sacrifices for the for the nation and then uh, what they would do uh, the priest would draw water from the pool of Siloam and he'd, and he'd bring it in to the to the temple and uh, when the sacrifice was on the temple and the people were singing with great joy he would he would pour out and at this time, Jesus stood up and said, well, it won't just be some natural water that'll get, <clears throat> that'll get poured out, but it'll be the Holy Ghost within you that will, that will, flow, that will flow out. And um, um, there are some uh, tributaries that, uh, that, that flow into this river that will help us to understand uh, what it is to go with this flow, what to expect, how to turn on the tap, and if I were to uh, have a definition of, uh, of the river, um, just stick that next one up, uh, I would put it like this. The river, God's river, is infilling and continual flowing manifestation of the Holy Spirit in our lives that flows in our personal life and into church life and into our family and into our work area. It is meant to flow through every area of our lives. It is a flow that is deep, cannot be crossed. We can't get to the other side of it. It is to carry us through life. <clears throat> it is walking through God, with God. And uh, Watchman Nee wrote a couple of books. He, he, Normal Christian Life. And then he wrote another one, Normal Christian Church Life. <laughs> and this the river of God flowing in our midst is the, is the Holy Spirit flowing in our lives, touching us, 
manifesting himself in, in, in all sorts of ways in our lives. And so when God uh, tells us to, you know, and starts to talk to us about the river, I think he's, he, he's, he's stirring up within us an expectation and he's underscoring that this is something just not a, a once only event, something that happened in the past or something that happens once in our lives, but a continual flowing in our lives. How cool was that? Just as I said flowing in our lives, the water started to flow. There's still a bit left. <clears throat> and with God, there's always a bit left. Never runs out. Never finishes. Never stops. <laughs> it's what we expect. It's what we expect. And in our personal lives, in our own personal lives, we can, we can experience a personal river of the Holy Spirit flowing in our lives. And, and uh, you know, ma many people, Leslie and I, we, we've learned over the years to, to, to flow um, with, with the Holy Spirit in our lives and have a personal flow in our own time, in our devotional time. But there's a corporate aspect of this that we're talking about here right now today because this is what it's about, God talking to his church, us today, about flowing with the river, maybe a bit more than we have. And so um, we need to understand that there's a personal flow. And, um, you know, as, as individuals, we don't need to go to church to have a relationship with the Lord. We, we have our own personal relationship and whatever I say today does not take away from our personal relationship and our personal river, and our personal flow with the Lord. We need that. We need those times in his presence, in the secret place where we get with God. But the corporate <clears throat> assembly, the church, has a secret place as well where we gather together and get together and experience the presence of God in this, this secret place. And this is what happens Sunday by Sunday. This is the secret place of the church. And we can't experience the, the, the corporate secret place and the corporate flowing of the river of God outside of gathering together, coming together, gathering together in his presence. See, God commissioned the church corporately. And Jesus instructed them. He said, go to the upper room and wait there to be clothed with my presence, to be clothed with the Holy Spirit. And that and the, the, the early disciples were sent away, not, not, to their, um, not to their bedrooms to kneel down beside their bed and pray, although it's good to kneel down beside your bed and pray, and you need to kneel down beside your bed and pray, and you need to have that secret place but when God commissioned the church and established the church and birthed the church on that first day of Pentecost, he sent them together to go together and seek the Lord and wait. And they came and they had ingredients in that expectation of what was going to happen. They had ingredients there which we need to have today as we come to the Lord to trigger and to release his flow. They came in obedience to the Lord. They came with expectation in their heart 
they came together there and, and they, they waited on the Lord as instructed. There was this anticipation. And the Holy Ghost came and filled them and touched their lives and met with them. Oh, what a wonderful God we have. What a mighty God we serve. And it, it's all about relationship. Uh, everything's about relationship. Church is about relationship. Heaven is going to be about relationship. You know, we're not going to go to heaven and then just be sitting on a rock discussing theology for, for eternity. God's got that one covered. He says, when we leave this planet and when we, when we translate it into heaven, he says, we will know everything. So he won't, he won't have to debate, oh, I think this or I think that or what about this or what about that. God says, you just know everything. And in that, he has got this covered. We aren't even going to be able to go to God and, and, and have all these questions. You know, some people say, so i got these questions, and when I get to heaven, you know, I want God to explain it. He's got that covered. When we go to heaven, we're going to know already what happened, why it happened, and understand it all. So Jesus is not going to have a, be sitting there with a great big long queue of people coming up to him. and <laughs> with, Please explain, why did you do this, Lord? We're going to know already. <laughs> I think God's clever. He's a, he's a wise father. He's a good father. And heaven is about relationships. And church is about relationships. And you see, God instituted, instituted four sacred structures or four divine institutions, holy institutions. And he relates to each of those divine institutions. He made and ordained nations. You can't have united nations. It doesn't work. There's separate nations. And God ordained nations. And he deals with nations. And he relates to nations. And he speaks to nations. And when missionaries crack the culture code of nations, when they go in there and they, they crack the culture code, they bring the gospel in because within each of Every nation, within the culture, there's the seed of the gospel can be got in there and reached. And through their things that they do, the culture, their behaviours, there's stuff in there because every one of us is made to have a relationship with God. And when missionaries crack that culture code, they get in there. Nations, God relates to nations. He relates to marriages. God ordained marriages and instituted marriages that, 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 uh, that come into families. And God relates to families and he speaks to families and he talks to families and, and, and he, he, he communicates with families and has fellowship with families. And God also has his church. That's us. <laughs> that he commissioned corporately on that day of Pentecost. And he relates to his church this is, this is what happens Sunday by Sunday. God is, is, is fellowshipping his church. This is what happens when we get together. That's why Jesus said, two or three are gathered together. There I am, right there in the midst. I'm there. He's with us. And the other divine institution, of course, that God created was the individual, volition. Volition, which is our individual and which is our individual choice. And we have a choice 
And it's a God-ordained choice. It's volition, and it's holy, and it's, a, and it's by God, and it's for each one of us. And that's why when choices are removed from our lives, we hate it. We don't like it when choices are removed, when we've got to, you know, and you just you do this and there's no choice. And it's not that you're rebellious. No, no, no. It's not that you're a bad person. It's not that you, you know, you just, you just don't want to do it. It's simply this, that your God-ordained ability to choose, your volition has been violated and taken away and removed. And God gave us all a free choice. And it's with that free choice, we choose to receive him into our lives as Saviour and Lord and connect with him. And he, he comes into our lives when that, when that free choice of ours says, Lord, I believe that you died in my place. Come into my life. And we have that. And God relates to us as individuals. And as we choose to draw aside to the Lord, and when we choose day by day to, to uh, be with God, he loves it. Oh, he loves it. Oh, Moses is out in the desert with his, with his father-in-law's sheep and he sees a bush burning and he's going about his work but he sees something supernatural that gets his attention and he draws us and he looks aside and, and the Bible says in Deuteronomy 3 when God saw that Moses turned aside and looked to him in other words he made a choice just to be with God and find out what's going on here the Bible says God started to speak to him and commune with him and fellowship with him. And when we make that, that choice to, to communicate with the Lord, he flows. And having said all that, he relates to nations, he relates to families, he relates to individuals, and he relates to his church. And it's in this corporate relationship of God that the river flows. Week by week. Time by time, when we get together, it's meant to have no end. <laughs> Just keep going, on and on. We're meant to be in this environment. This is our environment. This is our life. When God created fish, he spoke to the sea. And he spoke to the sea and he said to the sea, bring forth fish. And the sea did that. Fish came forth. And then he was going to create plants and trees. And he spoke to the earth and he said, let the earth bring forth trees that bear fruit and bear seed after their kind. And he did that. Then he comes to create man. And when he comes to create man, Maury, he looks to himself. <laughs> he looks to himself inside of himself. He created us out of himself. And he said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. And he did this. Now, when you take a fish out of the water, what happens? Everybody gets 10 point if you say it dies. If you take a plant out of the ground, what happens? It dies, unless it's a geranium. <laughs> they, they, they can lie on the ground for a couple of weeks, but eventually they will die. <laughs> you put them back in on their right and they go, but you take a plant, you take a tree out of, the, out of the earth, out of its natural environment, it dies. 
that push that forward. What happens when we're disconnected from God? We're dead. We're dead. When we disconnect from God, when we're taken out of that God environment, and when the church is taken out of that living relationship and godly environment, it dies. It becomes just a form. Not here, plenty of life. <laughs> and so I feel this morning like I'm just, I'm, I'm encouraging. I'm encouraging us all. Because Peace Church here, um, we're no, um, we're no stranger here to the river. You're no stranger to the river. It's the same as we're no stranger to the river and churches that we've, we've been in and pastors. A, few, a couple of years ago, we had a wonderful youth camp. Youth in the river of God, in the Holy Ghost, in the presence of God. It was, and, and there, was, there, was, there was a corporate flow um, and they were touched, and there was changes. And I've, I've just observed, I don't know always say much, and I have a bit of trouble hearing a lot of stuff, but that's okay. I look and I see. <laughs> and I see a lot of young people that got touched in that presence of God and that river of God, and their lives are changed. I can see it. You can too. And I'm sure their homes are blessed. And for each of us, for each of us, when we get filled with the Holy Ghost... And when we come week by week in the flow of God and get touched by the river of God, we are of immense benefit to those around us. We are of immense benefit to our families. We are of immense, immense benefit to our workmates and to those around about us when we're filled with the Holy Ghost and when we understand that his power and his anointing is flowing out of it. It changes us. It changes us for the better. Peace, we, we, we are no strangers to the river of God. I remember last year at our family camps coming up, the Reverend David was there and saying to people, come on out, share a testimony when you found God and a significant spiritual event that took place in your lives. Is that what it was? They had to come and share. And person and if those that were there, you, you will know too that person after person after person after person got up and they shared about something that happened to them when they were on the altar, in the river, with the Lord, a meeting place with the Lord that changed their life forever. And they walk with it. How we flow in the river is it's, it's what we expect. And it's also... It's also making room for the Lord. Can we flick over? There's a couple of, uh, what have we got? Oh, there's a tap. We don't want the tap. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and the tap just, just, I stuck that in there just to, just to sort of challenge us a bit. What's flowing out of me? This is just a little drip. A little drip drop. A little dab will do you like drill cream. Or is it gushing? Rivers of living water. We want we want rivers. And how do we turn on that tap? Well, we come to God, we jump in, we embrace it fully. We get thirsty for God. And I heard testimonies of people whose lives were changed because there was a meeting place on the altar with the Lord. We've got to make room for God. We've got to make room for the generations that are coming up, for those that are coming in that weren't, that weren't in the river back in the 90s. 
That was last century, last millennium. <laughs> but it was good, and it's still doing us good. I mean, we see evidence of it every Sunday morning. That was Son Jacob <laughs> in the River of God back in 93, early, mid-90s. He got so touched, and, and, the, and the worship of God that, that God had birthed in him since he, ever, he created him and put him in, but, but, that, but that worship of God got touched by the river of God and got activated. And I remember they uh, seeing a photograph of him at one of our conferences there in, in Brisbane, just radically worshipping the Lord, radical worship. And it's still in his life today, totally changed. That's just one illustration, and you must probably got things too. For those that have had the touch of God and the presence of God in your life, and he's touched you and changed you, and you're walking in it, and it changes your life forever. But my purpose here today is just to paint this little picture and say, don't let it stop. Let's keep at it. Let's believe for it. As often as we gather together, this is the secret place of the Lord. And when that early church came together in the upper room, they had expectation in their heart. What are we expecting when we come to church? Oh, I hope he doesn't preach too long. <laughs> no, not like that at all. <laughs> but it's a good question. What are we expecting? What are we anticipating? Where is our faith when we come to church? Because this is what triggers the river in our lives. This is how the river flows. It's our expectation. What did Jesus say in John 7? He that believes. He that believes. He that believes. Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. See, it, it's triggered by our faith, by our expectation. When we come to church, the early church, they were there. They were obedient to the Lord. They were hungry. They were expecting Jesus said to come and we'd be clothed with power from on high. That was his word. And God tells us, he says to us, don't neglect the assembling of yourselves together, like some do. He didn't just say gather. He said assemble. Don't neglect the assembling of yourselves together as they assembled in the upper room, as we assemble here, as we, 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 we do something. See, this, this building here, at one time, it was just a whole lot of girders and sheets of iron on the ground, gathered on the site. Reverend David has done a great job out the back there and those that have helped with the, with the um, prayer room. I was there however long, 12 months ago or six months ago, whenever it was, and there was just a whole lot of bits and pieces, <laughs> girders, just lying on, the, lying on the ground there, but they've assembled it together. Now it's going to become a useful room where much prayer, and I pray, and I want to say right now, and I'm going to put into that with my words, that there'll be many encounters with the Lord. And there'll be many meeting places in the Lord in that room and in this room and in our lives <laughs> that'll change us, that'll change us. Now, we come together and we assemble ourselves together. How do we assemble? What can we do? What can I do as I come to church? Where do I fit in the picture? I don't get a chance to stand up and talk. Or we can have some fellowship together and that's important and it's good. 
But when we come together to assemble us, our ingredient for each of us as we come together to this secret place with God, where he fellowships with his, with his people, is expectation. Expectation, faith towards God, believing that something is going to happen. There's going to be an encounter. And when we come, we come and we assemble ourselves with our believing and expectation. I'm going to believe God and trust God. And we come with that. See, the early church in Acts, they were in one accord, in one place. Sometimes we're in one place, but we're not of one accord. <laughs> we're here. We're all over the show. Our mind's here. What are we doing for lunch? You know, oh, that person cut me off this morning. All sorts of things. We've got to worship and get into praise and worship of the Lord. But, but the, the main thing is, what are we expecting? As it says on the, on, the, on the board there, where is our faith? What are we expecting? When we gather together in one accord, that's when the Holy Ghost flows. And that's when people's lives got touched on the altar. And for five years in, in, in Bundaberg, God graced us to lead a church through, through the river, week by week, that we came week by week with expectation in our hearts that God was going to do something. We went out and ministered to the children with expectation in our hearts, and there was hundreds of them saved. Families touch because there was this expectation as we came, this ingredient of expectation. I'm coming to the house of the Lord. What's in our heart when we come into his presence to this place? I'm just stirring you up this morning to believe God and have a meeting place with him every week. It's not for maintenance mode, but we make room for God and make room for the Holy Ghost. And when the Holy Ghost flows over our lives, Lots of different stuff happens all at the same time. I know that when I minister and when I have words of knowledge sometimes and people are getting healed, I'm aware that, that God is also doing all sorts of other stuff as well as the Spirit's moving. And when we gather together, when we start to praise the Lord and the band is there. We had a good drummer this morning. Woo! <laughs> we have a good drummer every morning. <laughs> oh, you guys have got great musicians. We love this. And when you come, and when you come to, 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 to play, uh, let me ask you, musician, what's, what's, where's your faith? What's going on in your head? Well, I hope I sound all right. <laughs> no, you guys are over that, I know. But when we come, and when we play, and when Philip, or whoever it is, is on those keys, Reverend Philip, you're a funny man. <laughs> he just flows out. He's good. Wonderful men and women of God and families in this church, loving God. But when we get together and when we gather together and pick up that mandolin, young John, what's in your heart? Playing to the Lord, ministering to the Lord, ministering to the Lord. And when we come in, when we come in to the, start to worship the Lord, we're ministering to the Lord. Really, it doesn't matter what it sounds like. <laughs> what we think of the worship this morning, it doesn't matter who gives a rip. I care what God thinks about the worship. 
But you guys are pretty good too. <laughs> you don't miss a beat. You don't. But the question is, what's, what are we... Where's our oneness? Where's our agreement? What are we agreeing for as, as we come in? And worshipping the Lord. The river of God flows. And the river of God flows. Uh, just jump onto that next one here. I've got to wrap this up here a little bit. And uh, I've got to at least get onto the scriptures that I told David about. <laughs> when the river flows, and I've just spent some time just encouraging us because it has flowed and it does flow. And the triggers for it are our expectation of the Lord and gathering together in one accord that God is going to be here today. And we're going to worship the Lord. And with all the major teachings through the Bible, there's rivers that flow. Start off in Genesis, it's a seed book of the Bible, and they flow through. All the major teaching flow through to Revelation, the harvest book. I didn't say the hardest book, I said the harvest book. It flows through. And even with the river, there is a flow. Now we looked at John 7 where, where Jesus said, out of your belly shall flow rivers. He talked about it. Psalm 46 where it says, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. When the river of God is flowing, you know, sometimes there's been much joy, liberty, dancing. And people just, you know, ah, worshipping the Lord spontaneously. All sorts of stuff. But the river runs through scripture. And in Genesis 2, it says God planted a garden and out of the garden there flowed a river which flowed into four heads. And that's a good study. Look up the names of the heads and you'll see some wonderful things there about fruitfulness and expectation and how we grab it quick while it's flowing. Let's jump in. It's all there. But this river flowed out of Eden the place of fellowship with God, the protected place. A garden is a protected place. It's a fruitful place. And the, the river that flows, God's river, it flows into the church and it touches relationships. It touches our relationship with God. It draws us into a deeper relationship with the Lord and also with each other. I know when the river of God touched our church that some things people had to fix up between one another. And in families, there were some things that, that were brought, you know, brought to them to say, you're going to sort that out, you're going to fix it up because God is bringing people together in fellowship. And so when the river flows and when it activates and flows, it will draw you to a closeness of God and draw you to a, a greater uh, commitment to the Lord and a greater commitment to one another, and it flows through that and flows over that as it causes that within us. This is what the river does. And then we come to Ezekiel 47, where it says, He brought me back to the door of the temple. Jesus is the door. And he brings us back. And the river of God, revival, brings us back to stuff. Revival isn't always about God adding new stuff, but it's stirring up that which we know. And Ezekiel 47 says, he brought me back to the door, brought it back to Jesus. And then water went out from under the door and it started to flow. And the story in Ezekiel goes on, it says it started to flow and here comes a man and he's got a measuring line and he's going to measure it. And it's about worship. It's about the river of God touching our worship and what that leads to. 
And there's a measurement of it. And it's a measurement not just to check up on us and make us feel like, how are you doing for your worship there? You know, how are you? No, it's a measuring line because that tells us that this thing is going to grow and increase. Read through Ezekiel 47 this afternoon. You see that river flows and it comes to fruitfulness and it comes to many fish, which is evangelism. And this is what the river does. And the river, it says there in Ezekiel 47, this river flows and first of all, it starts to touch the feet. It's just we can walk around in this. We can splash around. God's presence, it's lovely. Oh, it's good. We can have a splash around. Joy of the Lord is my strength. We can start to enjoy this. But then there's a line, this is going to get deeper and it comes up to the knees. <clears throat> oh, and now the river of God it affects our prayer and our praying. And I know in our own experience, and, uh, there as we were leading that church through that wonderful time, there was much time of prayer, there was much time of intercession as we have. And it's the river of God that flows over this. It's a river of God that causes us to enter this and to make it fruitful and to help us. And so it doesn't stop there. Ezekiel 47, it gets deeper and it comes around the waist and the waste, of course, it, it, that's, there's reproductive organs there. And when we get in the river with God and start to worship God, there's a relationship and a fellowship with God where God conceives stuff within us. And so we're just worshipping the Lord and then we go out from that time and all of a sudden something's happening in us. Something, he's put something in us. He's planted a seed in us. And that might be to do with our relationship with God. It might be to do with our family. It might be something in the workplace to make you a better teacher and help you, to give you an idea. It might be something, whatever you do, wherever you are, whatever you spend your week, God can put things in and conceive things in your heart to make it better for you and easier for you in the workplace and in your life because this is the rivers, this is what it's meant to do. Remember my definition, flow through every area of our life. This is what the river does. And this is what we can expect from God and anticipate that God is going to bless us and bless our families and bless our work environment and bless every area of our lives and also bring us into an intimacy with the Lord. And of course, if it's up to the waist, there's, there's other things that that covers too. There's elimination parts of our body there too, and you've got to get rid of stuff. And I'll tell you what, when the river's flowing in our lives, God often asks us to get rid of stuff. Eliminate stuff. And when God asks us to eliminate stuff, it's not always bad stuff. Sometimes he asks us to get some good things out the road that have served their, their purpose and their course, and they run their race, and it's to make room for something else. Gordon MacDonald, man of God, his fourth generation pastor, he said his father said to him as a young man, Gordon, he said, your biggest choices in life will not be between right and wrong good and bad. He said, you know that. You don't need anybody to tell you that. He said, your hardest choices and your biggest choices in life are between good and best. And when God's presence and his river flows over our lives, he helps us with those areas of our lives. He helps us. And the presence of God and the anointing of God is so on you too. <laughs> 
there's such a unity and such a oneness. And I felt to pray and, and pray, Marie and, and David, there's togetherness, there's a great togetherness in this and, and, and there's, there always has been, but there's, there's, a, there's an anointing there that is that it's together. You know, it's not, not just something that you, you've, you've bought into, Marie. You know, you come along lately and, you know, it's David's thing and, and you know, it's, no, no, and I know you probably don't think that, but I just want, I want to underscore that. I just want to underscore that, that this is a one, this is together, this is together, totally, 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 unity in one accord, in one place, in a family, don't miss out, don't suffer. I say this as a pastor who's pastored for 50 years. The family never is, needs to be sacrificed. God takes care of the family and he helps us. And the river, the river of God, the river that flows over you guys. I've been, I've been praying, I've been in the night, I've been, I, I can just pray for David and Marie, pray for them, lay hands on them, bless them in Jesus' name. And let them know there's this great, there's a great unity. The place of unity is the place of power. There's one, 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 totally one, totally one, totally one, totally one, totally one. And when you read Ezekiel 47, and you see that as it goes down and it continues to a river that you can't touch the bottom of this. You can't touch the bottom. It says a river that you can't get across. In other words, the river is going to carry us and we don't have to worry about where we're going to go and what's going to happen because the river of God carries us. And let me say this and underscore it, the Holy Ghost makes it easy. It's not hard work. <laughs> it's easy, David. Pastor David, Reverend David, and Reverend Marie, It's easy. It is easy. It's hard times sometimes. But I've been in this stuff for a long time and I still enjoy it. Michael, it's great. It just gets better and better. I'm not better and twisted. I'm still married to the same wife. <laughs> and loving Jesus. And love his people and love his presence most of all. And I love this opportunity just to say to you, when you come, Believe for the Lord to move in your midst. Reach out to him. Let, his wor let worship draw you into a place of intimacy. Some people have a working relationship with the Lord. But God draws us into a place of, of intimacy where it's easy, where his river carries us and fills us with the Holy Ghost. And he even gives us words to pray. Even takes out the, 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 the stress of what am I going to pray for? I don't know how to pray for this situation. <laughs> pray in the Holy Ghost. It takes all the stress out of it. We love the Lord. We love serving him. Whoever you are, wherever you are, let the river touch your life. Let the river refresh you. Sunday by Sunday by Sunday, let it flow over you. And as a church, it will take us to evangelism and fruitfulness. When you read the end of that uh, river in Ezekiel 47, it says it's just there and the banks are fruitful. And there's fish, evangelism, 
Good stuff. This is where the river carries us. We're out of control. I pastored the church. We, we were ministering to over a thousand people a week. We had heaps of kids and we had heaps. We had probably 12, 15 meetings a week, different things happening and stuff like that. I was, I was out of control. Like, I didn't know what was happening. And it was good. I was only the pastor. <laughs> and people were hungry for God and anticipating coming with an expectation Sunday by Sunday to, to, to praise the Lord and worship the Lord. And when you worship the Lord here, when we get in his presence and worship him, you know, we, we, it's not always obvious something's happening, but believe that seeds are going in. Let him carry you. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful times. I think I'm done. Oh, one more. Quick. Revelation 22. The last chapter. There's a river. There's a river again. And it's from the throne of God and the Lamb. <laughs> and his servant shall serve him. The river brings us into a place of great godly authority when we allow it to work in our lives. And like the centurion, he understood what it meant to be under authority, submitting to authority, because then he had authority. And the river brings the church as we submit to him and yield to him and go with his flow. It brings us to a great place of authority where we pray for things and we see them happening much more to a greater extent than we have because we've touched his authority. And the river has flown out of the throne into our lives and gives you authority in prayer more than you've ever known. And God stirs it up today in Jesus' name. Well, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your presence and your river. Lord, and this is not just a, a, a once but Lord, I pray that, that all of us will, will anticipate that river. Musicians like to come up. We can, we can sing a song and worship the Lord and, and just maybe God's, you know, touch some stuff and do some stuff. And he's like that. He's wonderful. The words need to be spoken and words need to be put out there. But I, I pray today, Holy Ghost, as you take my words, and cause them to be a blessing, Lord, and cause them to be an encouragement for your wonderful people here, Lord, to flow with what you are doing. And when you say about the river and drawing our attention to the river, Lord, expectation rises in our hearts, faith rises up within us, that yes, yes, Lord. And when we gather week by week, as we come into this place, yes, Lord, Transactions take place. Encounters with God. Healings in Jesus' name. And right now, if you need healing in your body, just reach out to the Lord this morning. You need a touch in your life this morning. Maybe there, there's something that needs to shift, something that needs to move. Someone here, you're saying, I just need to get through this time. Well, here is, comes the answer. God's touch right now in Jesus' name to put faith in your heart that He has heard and He will bring you through victorious. And Lord, let your healing touch and your healing presence flow over your people this morning. In the name of Jesus, 
in the name of Jesus. Lord, those that are watching, those that are home with, 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 with China virus and whatever else, Lord, that needs your touch, God, touch them right now in Jesus' name. Heal them, let the symptoms be minor and let them get over it quickly in Jesus' name. We pray. Thank you, Lord. We carry your presence. And Lord, I thank you, Lord, that your river this morning has flowed over us and we carry it through the week, Lord, into our homes and into our workplaces. <laughs> and we rest in that, Lord. We don't even have to work hard at it, Lord. You just flow in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's sing a song.